Blog Talk Radio. Okay, it's time for Startup Office Hours. Welcome, everybody. Good to be back. My favorite time of the month, I think. Time to talk about startups, startup fundraising, startup strategies, product development, ideation, uh, equity splits, uh, partner friction, um, meeting investors, finding investors, convincing investors, uh, and the same thing for customers, meeting customers, finding customers, convincing customers. Well, and I guess also the same thing for staff, right? You've got to build a team, uh, meeting staff, uh, convincing them to join you, and building something that will make the world a better place. Hi, everybody. I'm Scott Fox. I'm the CEO of the Startup Council. We're a community service group that's dedicated to making your lives um, better so that you can make the world a better place. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the power of startups and entrepreneurs to make the world a better place, and that's why I do this. I'm a volunteer. Um, turn on the camera here at lunchtime once a month here in my office in Southern California and take questions from you. So that's our uh, content today, really, is questions from you if I can help you. Uh, and, of course, I'd like you to help each other as well. So I'm going to turn on the chat room here and um, hope that folks want to join in there. Here comes the chat room. So if you're watching us on LinkedIn Live or YouTube or Facebook, you're welcome to uh, post questions in there or comments, of course. I'd love to have you help each other, too. I don't know everything. <laughs> I'm just the guy with the microphone today. So if that's helpful to you, please come in and ask a question. And, uh, of course, we're going to give preference to the folks who are um, going to join me on camera because, well, that makes it more interesting to watch, right? So, um, oh, no audio. Okay, great. Thank you, Paul. Well, that was a great intro I did, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> I didn't turn the microphone on. Woohoo! Go Internet. Okay, we'll start over. Hey, welcome to Startup Office Hours. I'm Scott Fox. I'm your host here um, from sunny Southern California. It's lunchtime here, so I'm turning on my camera to do what I can to help all of you uh, across the world who are early-stage founders. I'm a volunteer. I run a volunteer group called the Startup Council, and our mission is to help more people get involved in the startup community. Why? Well, making money is nice, of course, but it's really to make the world a better place. I'm optimistic that entrepreneurs can make progress in a positive way. Um, we've all seen the politicians are making a mess of it, so I'm here to help you guys and gals, of course, uh, to do what we can together, uh, sort of the rising tide lifts all the boats sort of thing. So I'm glad that you joined me today, and I hope that you'll participate. I turned on the chat room then, and um, we've, if you're joining us from uh, LinkedIn or YouTube or uh, Facebook or anywhere else you're finding us online, thanks for being here. So today we're going to talk about your questions. That's really the content, um, and I don't have all the answers. Like I was just saying, uh, if, the, if you have a comment or a question, please put them in the chat room. Uh, I don't have all the answers. You guys can help each other. I'm just the guy with the microphone today, or almost the microphone anyway. So um, love to hear from you. Let's, uh, let me put up the on-camera link. We've got a couple people. Uh, Will and Alan are in the uh, uh, backstage here, but here's the link if you want to join me on camera. Uh, this is the best way to do it. And we've had some trouble with that link, so if that doesn't work for you for some reason, uh, let me know, and we'll, I'll give you the, the more direct one if necessary. In fact, you know what? I'll put it in the chat room. Um, let's see. Right here, chat. So this is a long one. You don't want to try to type that in, but maybe you can click on that one if you want to join me live. Uh, and that would be great because that's more interesting, right? More interesting than me just talking, talking, talking. All right, so let's do a couple quick disclaimers. Let's see. Uh, well, please invite your friends. That's always a good idea, right? It's more fun with more people. Uh, but this is not qualified legal or financial advice. You should consult your own professionals. Um, you know, past uh, 
results are no guarantee of future success and all those side effects that they share, <laughs> the, the, the drug commercial warnings, those all apply here. This is being recorded online uh, and will be shared, so please don't say anything too confidential that you don't want shared. I'd uh, love to have your comments and, of course, uh, likes and subscribes, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there's all the stuff. So let me put up the on-camera link again, and I do encourage you to come and join me live. We're going to get started there. It looks like Will and Alan, if you guys could both, there's a chat room available to you guys. Can you just put a version in the private backstage chat to let me know what you want to talk about so I can work it into the show, and we'll bring you on camera in a couple minutes here. All right, so that's the preamble. So who am I? Why are we here? Oh, here's Masha. Great. Okay, I guess the, guess the links are working. Um, so I'm Scott Fox. I'm a serial Internet entrepreneur. I've been doing this for 25 years now, it looks like. Uh, raising money for startups, working in startups, uh, buying and selling startups. And these days I'm mostly an angel investor. I spend most of my time investing in startups um, and uh, sitting on boards and, you know, advising uh, younger uh, people uh, how to make their dent in the universe. I've written these books behind me here. Uh, the three in the middle are in English and the others are foreign translations. You can see uh, Japanese and uh, what's that one? Um, Polish, I think, Russian, uh, Vietnamese. Uh, Turkish. Uh, so those books are in a bunch of languages. If they're helpful to you, that would be great. They're all on Amazon.com. and They're all about how to, uh, they're from an earlier part of my career, really, when I was, you know, how to quit a corporate job and start your own thing. That's what those books are about. Uh, and the most recent one people always ask uh, is Click Millionaires, the blue one, uh, Click Millionaires. And those are on Amazon and in many languages. And uh, I donate the money to charity. So if they're helpful to you, I hope uh, they are, and then the money goes to charity to fund uh, college scholarships back in inner city Detroit, where I grew up. So it's a win-win if you're interested in, those, in that kind of advice. Um, all right, so, um, so why are we doing this? Well, I think that the world could be a better place, and the most optimistic, productive group of people I know is here. It's you guys, right? It's entrepreneurs. We get shit done. Um, and I'm uh, proud to be an entrepreneur. When I was younger, um, working for a big company was the only really sort of credible path, at least in the world I grew up in. Or you could be a doctor, right, or a lawyer or, you know, engineer, you know, a profession, right? But working for a big company was, was the goal. And you know what? I tried it. I tried it several times. <laughs> Did very well at it, but hated it. And I'm an entrepreneur. I like to do things, and by things, I mean finding problems and solving them that help people. And I hope that I can help you do that today as well. So um, that's enough about me, and let's move on. So let's get to some of our questions. Uh, like I said, folks backstage, uh, Masha, Will, Alan. Um, Will, it looks like you're on twice, so I probably, probably only need one of those. There's a, there's a private chat back there. Can you guys type in and tell me what your questions are, like I said, so I can um, uh, prioritize who, who we bring on? In what order? Okay, and let's do a quick uh, shout-out. Let's see. Let's do a quick uh, shout-out to our folks uh, in the uh, chat room. So um, let's see here. Who we got here? Okay, so first of all, big shout-out to Paul, who told me my microphone was not on. <laughs> Bonus points to Paul. Um, and well, Juan said it to me first. Uh, sorry, Juan, I missed that. And I saw Paul's. Okay, and Gregory also, welcome to you. And uh, welcome, Leopold. Hey, t everybody, tell me where you are. Uh, next pitch from Culver City. Hi, nice to see you. Al, Ali L, hello. First time subscriber. Hey, Grace. Grace is here in Orange County. Gregory Fox, okay, we'll get to your question. And uh, next pitch, have I ever invested in an equity crowdfunding campaign? Yes, many of them. Uh, we can talk about that. Uh, this is Ralph. Oh, hi, Ralph. Okay, got it. Um, 
Luke and uh, Jake from Irvine, okay, Orange County in the house. Paul's from Oregon. Excellent. And I know we had a bunch of RSVPs from overseas as well. For those of you who are in Europe, there was one from Bulgaria, I think, which was a, maybe a first for us, um, and Berlin. Uh, I know you guys are up late in the evening, so thank you for being here. And uh, some of you from the other side of the world, it's um, what time is it over in Australia? Yeah, pretty early in, in the in Asia, Asia pack right now, right? So uh, welcome to you and thanks for being here. Okay. So, um, okay, Alan, right, I remember that. Um, yes, we can, we'll let you on to do a little pitch for your event in a couple minutes here. Uh, hi, Masha, nice to see you. Can you tell me what you want to talk about, though? Uh, and, Will, what is it? Can you give me, give me some sense of how to run this? Okay, guys, I need a little one more step of help. And Katrina and Juan Juan also, just, there's, a, there's a chat room, you guys, if you're backstage, can click on. Um, just tell me what you're going to talk about so I can lump them together or whatever makes the most sense. Okay, and Anaheim Hills and New York City and Lake Forest and London, there we go, and Berlin, excellent, hello, Hector, and uh, Guten Tag, and uh, let's see, what's that last one, I can't quite see it, uh, uh, another Irvine, okay, and I missed one of those, Walnut Creek, NYC, excellent, okay, good, good, all right, all right, so we got a nice crowd. And hello from Windsor and Vancouver. There's the Canadians. There's always some Canadians here. All right, nice to see you guys. And Ji Yong, I think you sent in a question. So if you'd like to talk about that question, uh, please join the, um, please come on camera, okay? In Chicago. There we go. Cool. All right. Um, let's, um, and Luke, you too, right? You sent in a question. I did see that, but I need you to come on camera if you want to talk about it. So here's the link again. And if, you, if that link doesn't work, uh, scroll up in the chat room and I can, uh, uh, and uh, you can join me backstage, okay? There we go, down under from Perth. Excellent. Hello, Eagle Shared Services. <laughs> Victoria, okay, good. All right. Okay, so enough. That's all fun and exciting, but let's, uh, let's bring some people on camera. Okay, so Will. Will, da, 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 da. Okay, okay, well, I guess we'll go with Will. Will gave me the best description of what he's doing. So turn on your cameras there. I think Will's is on, and then Alan, and Juan Juan, Katrina, Masha, Please uh, tell me a little more what you want to do and turn on your cameras. Otherwise, I don't know that you're really there. Um, okay, you don't come on camera until I bring you. But um, so here is our new friend, Will. Oh, Will, you're going to need to mute or something there. Sorry, hold on. Can you fix that audio, Will? You got to mute, I guess. Okay. Will? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. A lot of background noise, though. I can't. I can't keep you on if that. It's going to do that. Can you? Is there anything else you can do about your microphone? Um, I don't hear anything. Okay, I don't have it. Okay, maybe you just need to talk. Okay. <laughs> nice to meet you. Are you look familiar. Have we met uh, before? Yeah, I, I've been on a couple of times in the past, like okay. um, you know, right at the beginning of. Um, Covid pandemic and stuff like that. Right. Okay, nice to see you. Pleasure. So, what's on your mind today? Well, basically, I just wanted to get some information about, you know, the um, fundraising and stuff like that. I'm, you know, contemplating whether I'm going to launch a lesser product through the funding or to bring in fundraisers to, you know, get a kickstart, you know, to say. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I, those are good topics. What's your question? Can you be more specific? The question would be, um, I guess, um, what would be a good percentage to um, give up for the um, 
um, position of fundraising if I went that route. Okay. Sure. So what's a good percentage to give up for, and you're talking about equity somewhere in here, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute you just because I'm getting feedback, but uh, I'll bring you back or, or wave at me <laughs> if you want to interrupt me if I get it wrong, okay? Um, okay. So let's talk about a percentage of equity. So reality is, so this is a valuation question, really. Um, most people, there's fancy ways to do valuations and there's easy ways to do valuation. The fancy ways are things you calculate, you know, you do a bunch of spreadsheets, right? You calculate how much money this venture will make after X number of years, then you discount the cash flows backward. Um, there are valuation official methodologies like Dave Berkus. Um, there's the Berkus method, and there's lots of clever ways to do this. The problem is those are all kind of house of cards because they're built on assumptions about what an early stage business is going to be. And when you build assumptions on assumptions on assumptions, you pretty much end up with BS. But you got to pick something, right? So here's the truth. Most early stage startups are valued between, say, two and four million dollars. So let's call it three million dollars. All right. So that's not the right number. It's not the wrong number, but you need a number. So if it's uh, three million dollars um, and you want to uh, raise, uh, say, three hundred thousand dollars, roughly speaking, that's 10 percent of the company. That's, that's kind of how it's done. So, um, and again, there's pre-money, post-money. You can get a lot fancier very quickly. Um, and $3 million might be high. This, I'm talking, say, you already, if you had a $3 million valuation, you probably already have at least a prototype or a product, maybe an initial customer or two. This isn't like just a complete, you know, blue sky idea. Um, if it's that early, you might be more like at a million dollars or something. But the idea is that both the investor and the founders and the founding team, they want to meet in the middle at a place where the investor feels like they get enough of a piece that if things go well, it will grow into something meaningful. And you as the founding team um, don't want to give away, you know, half of your life's work for, you know, peanuts. So it's a tension. It's a negotiation. Uh, and there's no official right answer. In the earlier stage you are, the fewer real numbers you have. So it's it's kind of like a used car, you know, like, hey, it drives great. <laughs> you want to buy it? You know, it's, uh, and you got to be in the middle. So, okay, he's waving his hand at me. I'm going to turn his mic back on. So hopefully that was in the right. Let me see. Here we go. Okay, so how was that? Was that in the right direction? Yeah, and, and the thing is, I, I've already uh, invested about uh, $1 million in it, and ah. the, um, um, the, the product went out there, the launches, it will launch on, on three platforms of it. Um, um, iOS, Android, and um, desktop. Okay, wow. And there, there is a, um, uh, it's a premium model of, um, subscription base, but it has a free um, basis for advertising as well. So that's pretty much, I, I would estimate conservatively maybe two months away from that. Well, congratulations. That, that's, a, that's a significant thing. Anybody in the ch chat room who, who has a spare keyboard to give them a hand or an applause emoji, <laughs> go ahead. That's, that's great work. Well, congrats. Um, just quickly, so I kind of understand a little more, is it a business targeted application or, or consumer? Both. Oh. We're like in the middle. Okay, interesting. It's, it's, um, it's a matching app, putting business and consumers together based on their, you know, um, common interests. Huh. Um, consumer is interested in, say, um, sporting goods, then, of course, um, the sports market will be um, matched with them, you know, based on you know, specifically what they want. And the algorithm will actually do the matching for them. Okay, interesting. Well, that sounds that sounds exciting. Okay, 
So, but you're right. That changes the math, doesn't it? So that's why he was waving his hand at me, everybody, because that's, that's beyond seed. Um, okay, so if there's a million dollars in and presumably a bunch of time as well, right? Um, and I, it sounds like there must be some other people, too. Did, this isn't all, is this all you solo? Yes and no. Wow. Because of the, because of the um, COVID uh-huh. and that, uh-huh. um, a lot of people were let go, laid off until we get closer to the, the launch. There was a lot of people that were involved initially. Yeah. But, you know, um, rather than just um, turning, turning that money, mm-hmm. waiting until that was planned into, you know, um, Lay off and then we'll bring some back on. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That that affects the equity shares, though. That's what I was driving at. So, okay. So, if you've got a million in, well, obviously you want a valuation that's more than two million, right? <laughs> so, um, I guess the answer doesn't change that much, though, because uh, it just gets higher, right? It's still a negotiation. It's a horse trade, um, you know. But you're probably at a number like four million or something, right? Um, the, the trick with, with finding investors is you've got to find somebody that's interested in what you're buying, right? This is really sales. Um, and sorry, I'm going to mute you again because we're getting some, some feedback. At least I am. Um, but wave at me if you need to. Um, so um, I, actually, I do have a question. So there's no revenue, right? There's no revenue yet? No. Okay. Okay. That's the piece I was missing. Okay. So if there's no revenue, you're kind of back where you were. You just have more money sunk into it and you have a real, you presumably have a real product. Um, so, um, uh, people in the chat room chime in too, because there's lots of ways to slice this, but I would roughly say this is probably, you'd probably be trying to evaluate at three or four million and hoping that you find somebody that's interested. Um, the trick is to find somebody that's interested, right? And to do that, I think you would really want to be looking at angel investors or VCs who have a track record in this space, right? That's the trick is you don't just want to talk to random investors. You want to talk to people that already know this space because you've already gone so far down the track, uh, but you don't have any revenue. And that, that's a, that's a, a a little bit unusual these days, at least in software. Um, so I would be thinking a lot about taking some of the money that hopefully you have a little bit of money left and running some customer tests or demos so that you could say something like, I spent $1,000 on Google ads or LinkedIn ads or whatever, and I got this many leads which converted into this, which might then suggest that if I had a million dollars to spend, I could generate this kind of revenue because that's the arithmetic that any investor is going to be looking at. And you don't have those other pieces yet. I'm, even if you assume the product is perfect and amazing and is going to take off like wildfire, investors aren't, they're not religious about this. It's not just about faith, right? It's about like numbers. So if you have some numbers to demonstrate some kind of trajectory about it, that would really help you a lot. And the reason I bring that up is because that would support a higher valuation. Okay. Unmuting again. Yeah, and you just touched on it because I was actually looking at um, six to one year of um, revenue generation and sales before bringing in an in, in investor. That was oh, okay. You know, Whether well, to do that at the beginning or to you do six to one year, you know, um, year of um, sales and revenue generation yeah. marketing. Yeah. You know, so before doing that. So then you're on exactly the right path, I'd say. So I would I would start at you know, a three or $4 million valuation, but that will be informed greatly by whatever you can prove in the next six months, to six to 12 months, right? Because then you have some justification for it and that will totally change the conversation. You'll get much more respect and more returned emails um, if you have some kind of numbers to back your, 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 because you're in it on a faith basis, right? Once you have numbers, uh, other people will, will extend their, uh, 
uh, the opening to you much much more widely, I think, and and that will drive the, the valuation up, right? I mean, if you know, best case, you put it out there, and adoption just goes through the roof. You know, you've got a tiger by the tail, and suddenly the evaluation looks like it's six or eight million dollars, right? <laughs> that would be great, you know, or vice versa, of course. So, cool. Was well, that helpful? Nice to see you again. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to mute our friend Will, and let's check back to, uh, let me just uh, talk. Okay, so Masha's in there in the chat. Thank you, Masha. We'll get to that. And Juan Juan, excellent. Okay, and um, who else is backstage? Uh, Luke. Okay, so Luke, you probably wanted to talk about what you emailed me about, right? Okay. So, um, oh, and Katrina, I haven't heard from you. If you can tell us, tell me backstage what it is you'd like to talk about so I can work it in. And also, um, I need you guys backstage to turn on your cameras. Otherwise, I don't know that you're ready, okay? Uh, and that would be Juan Juan, Katrina, Luke, and Masha, please. Okay, so let's. Uh, so if you're late to the show, I'm Scott Bach. This is a startup office hours. I do this once a month. Um, we talk mostly about fundraising, but really about any kind of strategic issues that you might have um, for your startup. I'm a serial internet entrepreneur. Uh, I've been at this a long time. Lots of companies, large and small. I'm the. I'm a, an active angel investor. I'm an LP in several funds. I'm a member of Tech Coast Angels, which is a big angel group. I'm the chairman of Stanford Angels for uh, Orange County in, in Southern California, um, and um, I do this all, all the time, essentially. <laughs> so if this is helpful to you, please do uh, like and share, and comment, all that kind of stuff. Actually, let me put that up. Please invite your friends to join us. I uh, do this for free because I'm trying to help. Um, they can come over to uh, YouTube now and, and join us. And uh, comments and likes and all that stuff really do help. Uh, and, of course, the subscribes are the, the uh, best metric. Uh, and then to help you guys, there's really this one, which is the startup event news. So this is the newsletter that we send out that has events like this. But I, this is a volunteer community service thing. I don't just promote stuff I'm doing. I promote everything I can find. So if you get on this list, you'll hear about lots of different events, especially as we grow. It's still kind of in beta, but there'll be more and more um, events and opportunities and pitch competitions and stuff on this list. So go ahead and sign up, and we'll be happy to um, communicate with you more. And um, I think that's it for the moment. So let's get back. Okay, let me say hi in the chat to, uh, for a second. Uh, let's see. Um, Okay, Windsor, Vancouver, Chicago. Uh, Luke, I got yours. Uh, Perth, nice to see you. I said that. Uh, Chennai, okay. Ragul, hey, thanks for staying up. Must be late there. Uh, Galaxia, provisional oh, patent question. Okay, we can talk about patents in a few minutes. South Dakota, excellent. And um, Vishal and uh, Jack Bogbakery and Claudia Ponte has got some, some nonsense in there. <laughs> and... Um, a, uh, you want to talk about patents also, and then uh, Vibinex, uh, Vikalp, and how do we find backstage? Okay, let me put that back up. That's the link. Um, I'll put that in, and um, Vikalp, we have to go Cardinal <laughs> in Mumbai. Okay, nice to meet you. Here is the backstage link. All right. Okay, so let's get back to who we're we going to bring on camera here. So we've got, let's see, here's Juan Juan and, and Masha and Luke. All right, I'm just proving that there are other people here. Oh, and Alex. Hello, Alex. I don't know you yet. Okay, so what do we got here? All right, so here's a nice group. Look at this. Isn't this a friendly-looking group of people? Hey, everybody. Nice to see you guys. So we've got, um, let me see. we got, what, let's just do, let's, I'll turn your cam, your mics on. Let's see. You can't hear anything? Who, who said that? Was that Alex? 
No, that was, who are you? Luke. Luke. The rest of you can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, hi, Masha. Nice to see you. So, Masha, what was your, I'm sorry, I didn't get to read the whole thing. What was the quick version? Yeah, the question. So, uh-huh. I have a question about raising funding for a very technical product. Okay. So, I have an opportunity to be CEO for a company. It's an engineering software company. So, it's like software designed for PhD engineers for PhD engineers type okay. thing. It's a real software that solves a real real problem, but it's like such high level of understanding okay. that most people will, you know, <laughs> miss the point. I've seen those okay. kinds of things funded before. There's multiple companies that are public okay. in that space, so it's, it's a real solving a real need. But okay. It's very niche and very technical. How do you explain it to VCs, or do you go after strategic partners instead? Okay. In order to read. Yeah. Okay, hold that thought. Well, I guess we'll do that one since she gave us the whole question. So Juan, Juan, and oh, sorry. no, no worries. Um, and who's this? Alex. So Alex, what? Just real quick, or can you? Well, just since I got you on camera, can you tell us what you wanted to ask about Alex? Yeah. So um, I've created some news aggregation software and done a comparative analysis and um, simulation, but I get it for a specific reason in the Middle East. Um, cool. Um, I'm bootstrapping right now, so I'm just wondering at what stage is best to get funding and any advice. Excellent. Uh, totally, we can nail that one. That's that's my bread and butter. Okay. Well, we'll come back to that if you don't mind. Is it middle of the night there? What time is it where you are? Absolutely. No. no you cut out. No? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I'm muted on my mic. It's 8 p.m. at 9. Oh, not too bad then. Okay. 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 All right. It just looks dark. Okay. Hang on. And then one one. You said what we were going to do. Yeah, so we'll come back. Let me just check that. Full time on fundraising. Yeah, so you have a fundraising question also. Okay, all right. Well, let's start with Masha since she gave us the – so hang on one moment. I'll be back to you. Okay. All right, Masha, go ahead. So, Okay, so highly technical, and it, it, does it boil down to is it too technical for VCs to understand? Is that kind of what you're driving at? Yeah, and I mean, I can explain it, but it's uh-huh. like – quite a bit of simplification. Yeah. So the question is, do I go after a particular type of VC? Do you go after, or do you go after angels? Or right. how, do they ever fund something that's... How different? much money are we talking about? Uh, one to three million. Okay. And is there a product in market? Is there a revenue? There is revenue, Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, my preference is always to go more specific. Uh, the problem with raising money, especially it sounds like you're new-ish to the company. That's right. This isn't your company, right? Yeah, I think it's being, yeah. Yeah. So the problem with raising money is that it's a sales job, right? And you can't raise money any more than you can sell things to people who don't know you or like you or trust you. And it's really that last one, the trust, right? And the hit rate goes up so dramatically if they already trust you, right? And if they don't, if they've only just met you, it's going to be hard to trust you. So what I always suggest is you go for somebody that already knows what you're talking about so that at least if they don't know you, they know the market. And you look like a smart person and you talk like a smart person and they know the market. Then you're down the road way past where you'd be if you went to somebody that you don't know who also doesn't understand the market, right? Because then you've got multiple hurdles. It's like, do I know and like and trust Masha? Like, is she the person I think could do this? And then what the hell is she talking about, right? I mean, this is, these are like, those are high hurdles, right? I mean, you wouldn't buy a car like that, right? And this is much more than a car's value. Um, so I would, I always recommend 
people researching their investors a lot more because people get so frustrated. I, I, I'm one of these calls a couple months ago. Somebody came on, a, a young woman, I think she was from D.C., and she said, you know, I'm about to give up on this startup thing because I can't raise any money. And I said, well, what do you do? Well, I've been talking to VCs and nobody, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, how many VCs have you reached out to? Four. Like, four? Like, if you're shopping for a car, you'd look at more than four cars, wouldn't you? I mean, come on, right? Or a house? And this is like 10 times a house, right? Um, of course, you've got you to talk to like 40 or, or 400, and especially if you haven't done any pre-qualifying work, which she hadn't. Right, so I'm not picking on I her. Sorry, is there a rule of thumb of how, if you, in your experience that you worked out, like if you're looking to raise so much money, you can speak to so many VCs. Yeah. Uh, a rule of thumb. Right? Yeah, uh, the rule of thumb is one million. <laughs> I'm joking. No, there's no rule of thumb. It depends entirely on how targeted you are, right? That's at this. It's like like saying how if I go to the grocery store, how many things should I buy? Well, I don't know. What's in your kitchen already? How hungry are you? I mean, there's a thousand assumptions, right? And um, and I'm being facetious. I also know Masha, so I'm kind of teasing her. But I'm not usually this mean. Uh, but um, but the the concept is you have to pre-qualify, right? I mean, this is the problem with a lot of founders is that you don't have a sales background and you think there's a magic number, and there isn't. There's no formula for this. This is hustle. It's pure hustle. And you got to hustle and find the right people and then at the right time and and talk them into it. That there's no there's no short answer. Um, to give you a little more to hang your hat on, dozens. I mean, it's got to be dozens, right? Um, because, um, and this will be in my next book too, uh, even if you find a VC or an angel that does exactly your thing, the timing might be off, right? I mean, it's a, it's a question of timing too, just like when you buy a house, right? Like you, don't, you don't buy a house every week, right? They, they write checks when they have money and the market's doing right and their fund is new enough, but not too long in its life cycle, so all the funds are deployed, you know, within this target, hopefully the market hasn't crashed, like a lot of investors right now, especially angels, are hurting because the tech stocks have come down so much, there's not nearly as much capital around, um, so even the right person at the wrong time isn't of any good, right, so it's going to be dozens for sure, um, and that's why research is, is so important, so I'm kind of repeating myself, I guess, is, is that helpful? And so Yes, thank you. And just follow-up question on the last point. I know you're working on a project, mm -hmm. but um, have any any suggestions of where to, if you were to look for a specific type of VC or an angel? Oh, <laughs> uh, any well, thank you. That's that's a, that's a perfect segue. Um, yes. So, uh, as Masha is hinting at very, very politely, um, yeah, so I've, I've tried to answer this, and this is not a setup. She honestly just asked me that. No, I've seen this problem for so many years, um, but I built something called StartupInvestorsDirectory.com, StartupInvestorsDirectory.com, and it's just in beta, um, and I was going to get to this later, but thank you for the setup. This, you can go, guys can go look I'm at it. I'm not looking to me. You're not, you're not getting paid. Right. No. Well, everybody has this problem. So, StartupInvestorsDirectory.com has uh, over 700 investors, and we're adding more every day as, as fast as my assistants can work it out. Um, and it's only 50 bucks, and there's, I, we have a coupon code. Actually, I was going to share that. I wrote it down. So I would love you guys to beta test it. So the, there's a beta testing code, bronze beta 50 all caps, B-R-O-N-Z-E-B-E-T-A-5-0, bronze beta 50 just like it sounds. And it would be half off 
so it's twenty four dollars, twenty five dollars or something. Um, and it's hundreds of investors, but they're categorized the way that we as founders, I mean you and me, everybody listening, there's no database that I know of that doesn't cost thousands and thousands of dollars that lists hundreds of VCs by what they do, what stage they're at. So we're trying to build that resource for you. I can't do it for free. This has already taken a year and a half of development. So the cost is low, but it's hopefully going to introduce transparency to the market. So startupinvestorsdirectory.com. And thank you much for the setup there. Um, I think I have a um, even a caption for that that would help people find it. No, that's not it. No, I don't. Okay. Well, oh, there it is. Yep. Okay. So if you want to try this, guys, uh, bronze beta 50 and pick the bronze membership level. There's bronze, silver, and gold. Bronze beta 50 and be happy to have you try it. But the, the deal is, though, I need feedback, okay? So there's a survey once you do it. And if you hate it, that's fine. That's what we need to know, right? But there's a three or four question survey. I would love to have you take that and then tell us what you think because the price is going to go up, right? I got to recoup the money we've invested on that. All right. Thank you, Masha. Um, okay. So did we cover your question enough? We've got other people here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right. Thank you. Nice to see you. Um, and I'll see you maybe next week at the next Stanford event. Um, okay. So that's startupinvestorsdirectory.com. If that's helpful to people, um, I'm going to move that up so it's easier to find. Okay. Now let's get back to some of our other folks. Okay. So um, let's see. I think Juan Juan was next. And uh, hey, Juan Juan, nice to meet you. Hang on one Bye. second. Sean is in the backstage there. And Abacal, if you guys can type in, there's a private chat room backstage there. If you can um, um, type in just what you want to talk about. Just give me a one-liner. You know, is it fundraising? Is it valuation? Is it whatever, you know, patents? Um, okay. And so Juan Juan is here. Hey, Juan Juan, so where are you today? I'm in Sacramento. 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 Cool. All right. So nice to meet you. So. Um, nice to meet you. Uh, what you share your told me to reach out to Orange County Startup Council. So. Oh, okay. I wondered. I don't have a big presence in Sacramento. So, all right. We'll say hi to yeah. Bill if you talk to him. Nice to meet you. I'll definitely do that. All right. So, what's on your mind? My question is, should I focus uh, full-time on fundraising? We have a product line. We have revenue. We have users. Um, we have a utility patent issue in January. Great. Um, but we really need to get some initial, you know, resources, financial resources to scale. Yeah. We're in the sports betting industry, I would say. We do provide data and analytics. Interesting. Um, but that's, uh, you know, I'm looking at how could Orange County start with Count to help us as well mm-hmm. uh, to get to what we want to do with fundraising. Okay, sure. Um, well, nice to meet you. Congrats. You got a product in market. And what kind of revenue yeah. are you doing, just roughly speaking? About 6K in MRR. Mm-hmm. Okay. MRR is monthly recurring revenue for those of you who are newer to the game. Uh, and that's great. That's an initial threshold that adds up to real money. Like kind of these days, um, you know, the world has changed. It used to be that you could pitch a startup with just an idea, but software is so easy to build, at least for those who know how to build it, um, that you need to have some revenue too, generally speaking. So Juan Juan has some, which is awesome. Um, okay. So, yeah. Fundraising starts, like, right away. Um, full-time, I don't know. That kind of depends on your the size of your team. Is it You must have other folks. Are there other people? What's your role, and what do your other senior leadership look like? Yeah, I'm from the CEO and uh, product designer. Uh-huh. I have a 
technical co-founder and a mobile engineer. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, a couple interns. Okay, so it's you. You're the you're the business guy. That <laughs> got yeah, it. Okay. So yeah, so that's it's, it falls in your court clearly. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, I don't know, you know, what your day-to-day duties are otherwise, but fundraising certainly can be a full-time job, right? I mean, it could be you and a team even, right? Fundraising is all-consuming. Um, and the trick is once you get on that life cycle, it's probably going to happen again every 12 or 18 months until you hopefully, you know, go public or get acquired. So uh, it's the sort of function that you want to build into your org chart just as you would, you know, finance and marketing and HR and all the other things, engineering. Um, so, yeah. So how to get started in that? Well, this is a great start, right? Um, my primary recommendation is to go to things like this and spread the word. Uh, as you heard me talking about with Masha, most investors invest in with people they like in fields they know. That's where it starts, right? Even the big guys, you know, you generally need a warm introduction to get into a big VC firm. And certainly if you're talking to individual angel investors, you're talking to the guy or gal that writes the check, and they're definitely going to want to know you personally and and appreciate what you're doing. So it's a relationship-based business. Um, and So I, I can go on and on. Is, is this in the right direction? Is this helpful or do you want to get more specific? It's helpful. Thank you. Okay. Um, I guess I would, um, to be more specific, uh, I would especially look, like there's several like vectors where you can leapfrog forward in a relationship with investors. One, like I talked about earlier, uh, is that industry, right? So for you, I'd be looking at people in sports betting. You know, who's made money in sports betting? There got to be some people, right? Like go look at DraftKings and FanDuel and whatever and figure out who got rich <laughs> when those guys went public, right? Because they're probably interested in doing it again, right? And they have expertise. And they may not know you, but they'll give you the benefit of the doubt because they know the space, right? The other ones are, of course, friends and family because those people may not understand the business, but they understand you and they like and trust you. So you can leapfrog by that, leapfrog the relationship cycle by having a personal relationship before the company. The other one, and this is where I'm going, is geographic. So in Sacramento, I don't know what kind of local VC scene there is, um, but there may be organizations there, an economic development board or different groups that uh, could connect you. There might be Sacramento Angels or something, or you're close enough to the Bay Area, you could tap into a lot of the Bay Area stuff, right? Um, so uh, I would be looking at those things. All of you, I would go out, um, everybody listening that wants to raise money, I would look in these kind of areas, right? Think about your friends and family, think about the industry you're targeting, and then think about your geography. Uh, and I guess I'd add a fourth one, which is your school. Like if you have an alumni network because you went to Harvard, you're in great, you know, better shape than most people, right? That kind of thing. So it doesn't have to be Harvard, right? It can be your local community college or whatever. Uh, or you're a veteran or you're a, a, a woman or a disabled person or whatever. You know, there's all these sort of uh, different angles on relationship networks. Uh, and there are increasingly investors targeting and trying to help all of those things, right? So I would go out on the web, find the organizations, and sign up for their mailing list. That's what I'm driving at. The easiest way to learn stuff is in small bites, just like if you try to learn Spanish in high school, you know, bit by bit, um, or if you, didn't, if you didn't grow up speaking Spanish anyway. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and it's the same thing with, with investing, right? You get a couple newsletters every day and read a little bit every day, 
And, you know, after a month or two, you'll start to know the lingo and you'll start to recognize who the players are. And you'll eventually, you, you know, say, oh, you know, I should call her, right? That, that person seems to get what I'm talking about. Uh, and then maybe approach on LinkedIn, that kind of thing. That's kind of a basic business development uh, plan. Yeah? Sounds Yeah? Thank okay. You. All right. Well, nice to meet you, Wala. Thanks for joining Thank us. You. Yeah. Hope to, see, you. hope to see you again. Okay. So that was our new friend, Juan from Sacramento. All right, let's see. Okay, so the, I'm getting messages that the guest room is full, so I'm sorry about that. I guess the system only takes 10 at a time, um, but we've got, uh, let's see, Sean and, uh, yeah, good question, Sean. I see that. Thank you. And Avakalp, okay. And then, uh, okay. Uh, and Katrina, okay. All right, sorry, guys. Let me just uh, bronze beta 50, 50, Sean, was the uh, the code there for Startup Investors Directory. Let me just hit the chat room, and then we'll bring on, uh, I think Alex was next. So hang on, Alex. Um, let's see. Room is full. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, we're going to talk about patents. Mumbai, backstage, yes. Investors for a feature film. Okay. Uh, Joan, uh, this is that's a great question. This is not the place for that. I don't. I'm, I have spent some time in the entertainment industry, but we're not talking about feature films or, or Netflix series here. I'm sorry. There, there are probably other places for that. This is more about growth companies, like software companies and things like that, that raise venture capital. So uh, you're welcome to listen. The principles are honestly the same, <laughs> but I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on that one. Um, Luke, sorry you couldn't hear anything. Looks like everybody else is working, right? We got people here, YouTube and, yeah, and LinkedIn and Facebook too, I think. Good. Okay, I have a couple. Oh, there's your question. Okay, good. Um, okay, great. Okay, sorry guys. I'm just trying to uh, keep up with everyone here. All right, so I said we're going to bring Alex on. Here comes our friend Alex. Hello, Alex. Nice to meet you. All right. Nice to meet you, all right, so I'm sorry, can you review what, what the question was again? Yes, so essentially, uh, I give you a very short background. I was doing a lot of research into the Middle East, and I couldn't find any way of training news, so I decided to build a, a news aggregator app, which translates news and aggregates it. I've got to the point where I've got a sort of MDT, and now I'm looking where to go. Should I seek funding, or should I keep bootstrapping? The issue is I keep bootstrapping, and I'm having to work full-time job on the side, and that's time to dedicate it. Yeah, that's right. That is that is tough. Um, well, okay. So congrats on that. Cool idea. That sounds very interesting. Um, and I love the the ethic there of seeing a problem and trying to fill it, <laughs> fill the hole. Right. Uh, that's how it works. Um, so the short answer is bootstrap. Always bootstrap if you can. Uh, the media makes a big deal and makes it sound like you have to raise venture capital to have a real company. That's bullshit. I mean, the most, the best companies are the ones that spin off a few million dollars a year, and you never hear about them, right? <laughs> that's 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 the good life, right? Um, so this whole construct that we're talking about, I'm a, I'm a fan of it and I do it, but um, it's really not necessary. You know, to bring in investors is like a marriage. You know, you have uh, not just one spouse, but a whole bunch of them with differing opinions, different timelines, different expertise. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a challenge, right? Um, and uh, the bigger your operation gets, the harder it is, and you have less time to do what presumably got you into it in the first place. So um, I think that's all fairly obvious. I just wanted to state it for the record. Uh, venture capital is like the, 
it's kind of like democracy. It's uh, it's the worst thing except for everything else we tried or something like that. I think Winston Churchill said something like that, right? So venture capital sucks. But if that's what you got, that's what you got. So uh, I'll keep going. Is that Am I on the right track? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, okay, so venture capital. So bootstrapping, so these days bootstrapping is, is a, a good thing. It's hard to get any uh, capital unless you have some traction. Um, I think you're going to hear me say, again, kind of what you've been hearing so far, um, is that you can maybe be able to skip some steps if you can find people who sympathize with the problem you've identified, right? People who might be Middle Eastern executives or investors or somebody who also see that, that hole in the news market. Um, and that could maybe leapfrog you down the road faster. Um, the in-between is friends and family, of course, and there's even credit cards, right? Um, there's, if, you know, a news aggregator, I don't know, and we don't have time, of course, to get into a, a long discussion, but, uh, that doesn't sound terrifically uh, capital intensive, right? You're not developing a new cancer drug or something. Um, and if you've already got it kind of down the road, assuming you're not having bankrupted yourself already, um, you might consider just doing it on credit cards for a while and, and recouping the money. I mean, that's a, a legit way to go, and I, I would honestly recommend it. If, it, But, of course, it's risky, right? It's a lot more fun to use other people's money. Uh, and then feel like you're not alone in the venture. There's a psychological angle to this where having investors and partners is, is significant and is really underreported and under-discussed uh, in, in the startup life, right? Uh, if you're a solopreneur, it can be lonely, and if it's all your money, you know, you just, it, it can drive you nuts. I've been there. Um, all right, so I'm kind of just rambling. Is, is that an answer, or did we get there yet? <laughs> what else would you like to ask? Yeah, it's a very interesting, and like you said, that's a psychological thing, but things I've considered as well, so you go through your later on thinking and yeah. Okay, good, good. Well, um, yeah, it's for real, and, I, you know, I make this offer. It's not a moneymaker for me, but I do private coaching calls uh, that if you go to scottfox.com, anybody that's listening, if you want to talk to me for an hour, it's $400 or $500. It's, it's not cheap, right? I do that to make sure you're serious, but I'd be happy to talk to anybody that has real issues that wants to invest the time in really thinking these things through, because I have done it uh, multiple times and uh, lots of angles. To, you know, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. <laughs> Anyway, if that's useful, I'd be happy to chat more. Um, okay, well, if you have more specifics, let me know or come back next month, and um, we'll, we'll keep going. And good luck with it. It sounds, it sounds like a, an interesting opportunity. I would also be really interested to hear, or just as an extra thought for you, as you structure the business, to think about how you might set it up for acquisition, because it sounds like, you know, something that would easily be sold to someone else, a larger media organization, basically. And we've seen that play out many, many times here in the United States as traditional uh, newspapers and magazines faded away. There was this wave of blogs, right? And then each blog carved out a vertical, right? And those verticals got consolidated and then sold to larger publishers, right? That's a very well-trodden path. Uh, and it's probably happened in other markets, of course, but uh, this is, I know the U.S. market best. Um, but it sounds like you're building something that you could run a pretty interesting business with a fairly small staff, fairly low capital, and then sell it. You know, and be and be yeah. done be done with this in like three or five years, right? So that's exciting. Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, I should mention uh, both to our friend Alex and everybody else. I'd be happy to connect with anybody on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on LinkedIn somewhere. I think I have that as a one of these captions. Let me just see here. Uh, it's da, 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 yeah, there it is. No, that's not the one. <laughs> 
sorry. Well, anyway, you should follow the Startup Council if you can. Join us and help us increase the reach of this um, this volunteer effort, uh, trying to help more people answer these sort of questions. Uh, you can join us there, and if you do, oh, there it is. There's me, Scott Fox, author. So if you see that over there, please. Uh, but write a little note because I get I literally get dozens of these a day, so I really only accept those if you say something. You know, it doesn't have to be an essay, right? Just say hi. You know, I saw the startup office hours or whatever. Just so I know you're a real person and not a bot. Um, or somebody trying to sell me some nonsense. Um, and I'd be happy to connect with any or, or all of you if that sounds useful. Okay. And liking and subscribing, yes, please comment. You know, the social media algorithms, they are driven by interaction. So if you can click on a few things, like a few things, leave, real, leave a comment would be even better, et cetera, et cetera. Just trying to uh, make this uh, keep moving forward for everybody. Okay. Let's go back here. Okay. Up next was... Um, Okay. Oh, I missed Alan. He had to go. Sorry, Alan. All right. Well, I guess he's not here. Uh, let's talk about, okay, Avacalp looks like he was next. Avacalp. Here is Mr. Avacalp. Hello, Avacalp. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Nice to meet you. Are you in Mumbai? Is that what you said? Yes, I am. Okay. So what time is it there? It's uh, 1.80 a.m. I thought so. Okay. Well, thank you for staying up. Nice to meet you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I wanted to give a thought of him and I was very interested in uh, experience. So, yeah. Great. Great. All right. What, uh, what's on your mind? All right. So, uh, I'll take this situation a little bit. Uh, I have been working on this idea for uh, almost a year now and uh, just and left my job to purchase full time, got some customers and had some really good feedback that I wanted to incorporate. Uh, but yeah, there was a lack of bandwidth and I uh, decided that it felt uh, the right moment to start raising money so that I can increase my engineering bandwidth and keep uh, get, get into a quick feedback loop. Mm -hmm. right. Smart. Uh, now it's been almost two months since I have uh, you know, started working on a system and uh, you know, I started talking to investors, but there are some big investors in my network that I have not started reaching out to. Like, I have access partnership or uh, elevation partnership. Right? So, I want to go to these people, but uh, my mentors, like, not mentors, but uh, my friends who are uh, entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. They would keep giving me more feedback about my questions. And I feel like I'm constantly improving my tech, but I never know when to start reaching out to the right investors. Yeah. When am I ready? Right, right. Yeah. No, that's a good question. That's a tough one. Um, and the answer is both right now and never, right? Because <laughs> you know, right? It's just, it's just like, what do you do? You got to go. Um, and I think, I think that's it. I think, it, I think you're ready. I mean, you're never going to know unless you get there. Um, I guess I would, I would prioritize your investors, right? The, the targets that you have. And think about those who are the friendliest or most likely to be receptive um, and kind of rank them, right? Because I wouldn't call them all on the same day and then meet them all in two days, right? Because as you are, you're, you're doing the right way. I heard you say you're iterating, right? You're taking feedback on the product. Well, it's the same thing with the deck and, and the process. So I would, I would prioritize those folks and, um, and really be honest, especially if they're entrepreneurs who come from an operate, I'm sorry, if they're investors who come from an operating background, they'll understand, you know, you, you just say, look, I, this is, 
I'm just testing this. I, I like your advice. And there's a f common phrase here, at least in the States. I don't know if it's common in India at this point, but if you ask for money, you get advice. But if you ask for advice, you might get money, right? So you, you I heard this song of thing, and then I found out that this is the starting line of uh, Pitbull's song. Oh, is it? I didn't know that was a Pitbull song. That's funny. I got it. I, okay. It's a Pitbull song called Feel uh, the Moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know that song. Okay. Oh, I never listened to it that closely. Okay. I'm going to check that. That's funny. Um, okay. So anyway, so you've heard the line, obviously, right? So I would couch it as, um, you know, hey, can I just could I just get your feedback on this? And this is a work in progress. I'm flexible, uh, both in terms of the content and the presentation, but also even in valuation and everything. This is early stage, and I, I just need, you know, almost kind of like I need a friend. You know, could you help me out a little and let me know what I'm doing wrong, right? And if you go in with a presumption, that's actually a little psychological trick. You go in and say, what am I doing wrong? They're naturally going to want to be friendly if they're the right person anyway and assure you, oh, you're not doing wrong. This is what you're doing right. And it puts them in a positive frame of mind, right? And, and then you just have to have discussions and, and hopefully over time, and it'll take weeks or months. Um, but if you do that, you know, with one person this week and then uh, somebody else the next week, and don't wait until you're so desperate for money that you, you, you've got 15 people and you try to see them all in the same week or you're going to not make payroll, right? That's what people, what people get in trouble. Um, this is not like a movie premiere where it all comes out on Friday night, boom, and there's the big opening weekend box office. This is a, a this is like dating, right? I mean, so, is that helpful? Yeah, that that was very really helpful. Uh, so basically, the way I had presented, I was trying to go with uh, you know, angels and uh, the less relevant people first. But I think that isn't the right method. You just that. All the relevant ones, I just paste them in a manner that I first get advice on the most simple ones and then go on to the, uh, you know, others who might need a better quality. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, learn, learn, you know, as you go. You know, think of about like school, you know, can first grade, second grade, third grade, because you're going to learn with every one. Um, but if you just keep iterating in your head and with your close circle of friends, you need new inputs. You, you know, you can make better decisions with more information. So it's time for you to get more information, it sounds like. And if you present it that way, I think the meetings will be more friendly than if you kind of go in, as sometimes entrepreneurs do. Here's my deck. This is my evaluation. Here's the deal. You know, take it or leave it. And nobody likes that. And you wouldn't do that anyway. But, I mean, just as an, an example, um, being friendly and open and asking for advice, I think, is the way to go. Cool. Well, nice to meet you. Thank you so much. All right. Cool. So we're going to bring on Alan. Where's Alan here? Um, there we go, Alan. Okay, so Alan has an event. There you go, Alan. Uh-oh, I can't hear you. Can't hear you at all. Uh-oh. All right, well, let me do it for you, Alan. I think I know why you're here. <laughs> There's an event in New York City that Alan's presenting. It's a, uh, if I recall correctly, it's a pitch night game show sort of thing. Um, oh, you're talking again. Let me just see. No, I'm not getting any of that, unfortunately. Um, um, so pitch night game show sort of thing. Uh, Alan, why don't you put the link in the chat room? So if, if folks are in New York City, then they can uh, come and join you. And uh, we're helping promote that on Meetup uh, in New York. Um, and I think that's it. It sounded like fun. I remember that much. And 
that's probably probably about it. <laughs> okay, I'll, sorry about that. Um, hope you're you can make it to your meeting now. All right, cheers. <laughs> All right, let's bring on. Uh, let's see, uh, Alan. It's a, it's the other chat. It's a public chat, so you probably have to go over to LinkedIn uh, Live or to my YouTube channel and maybe put it in there. The chat you're typing in is the backstage chat. Uh, Avakalp, do I leave the restream and continue only on YouTube? Sure, Avakalp, you can do either one. Um, if you leave the backstage, I'll let other people come in. Um, okay, so, all right, so we're getting, wow, we're almost an hour here. Let me revisit the chat room, see what, who we're going to bring on next. I think it looks like Sean is next. Uh, angel funding and seed funding, yes, that's good. Um, yes, okay, so Sean is going to join us here if he's still... Let's see, there's Sean, okay. Um, okay, and Luke is back. Luke, so uh, hopefully you can hear and see us now. If you can type in the backstage chat what it is you wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, you had, sorry, you told me. That, that's, you emailed, right? Hold on. All um, oh, right, okay, so we'll do that one. We'll do that one also. Your question is about moving from the Midwest to California, that kind of thing. Is that still, I can see you. Can you just nod or something? Yeah, is that good? Yeah, okay. Okay, so we'll get to that after Sean. Okay. Uh, real quick, let me hit um, the chat room, trying to keep up with everything here. Sorry, guys, this is a, a lot of folks here today. Um, okay. Uh, uh, okay, I just added you on LinkedIn. Uh, okay, Ali says, okay, added me on LinkedIn. All right, nice to meet you. Uh, okay, uh, Michael, hey, Michael. Uh, okay, okay, I think we hit most of these. Um, Okay, cool. So let's bring Sean on, and um, I'll try to talk a bit about uh, patents, and then we've got Sean and Luke. Uh, looks like we're going to go past the hour today, but that's okay if this is helpful to folks. Here's our new friend, Sean. Hey, Sean. Nice to meet you. Hey, how are you doing? Good. So it seems to me like a lot of angel investors are really in the same kind of monetary numbers that seed funds are for the amount that they'll invest. Mm -hmm. It also seems to me, and this is kind of one of the things I wanted you to verify, the, the amount of, um, it seems like both of them work with a convertible note or a safe mm -hmm. for the most part. You know, they're, you know, they're, you know, CD or pre-series A where it's really hard to set a valuation, but they believe in their company. Um, they're both looking for sort of the same type of return. So they're both kind of looking for a convertible debt for a, um, a safe note. Um, is there, in your opinion, you know, obviously, if you can find an angel investor, they're easier to deal with. They're going to be able to close faster. But is there a benefit to using an angel investor that's going to put in 150000 versus a seed fund that's going to put in that amount? Seems like a seed fund has more liquidity to do that. An angel investor has less. But mm -hmm. um, seems like, you know, convincing an individual angel is easier than convincing yeah, I, I think you've, you're hitting all the right uh, decision factors, and I agree. There's definitely a, a kind of a continuum between angel investors to pre-seed fund to seed fund, uh, and in between that you have like angel groups, right, and syndicates that are also, you know, kind of almost seed fund-ish, right? So it's a, it's a spectrum. There's not It's not that clear a dividing line. Um, so you're right about that, just to confirm your opening question. Um, is there a benefit? Well, I think you're on the right track there, too, Sean. You thought about this, obviously. The, uh, 
the benefits of having an individual would be around, yeah, like having one person to convince versus a group. Um, on the other hand, having a firm, um, they have a, a number of partners and perhaps a larger network than an individual because a lot of what you're getting hopefully is not just money but advice and management input and uh, maybe recruiting help or introductions to customers, right? So having a fund that has three or five or ten, you know, staff is perhaps better than an individual. Um, there's an emotional aspect to it that you kind of hinted at there. You know, if an individual puts in 300 grand, um, they're probably going to be really on your ass because that's a lot of money to them more likely than a fund which has presumably 300 out of hopefully, you know, 5 or 10 or 20 million. Um, they'd still be on your ass, but it would be more in a, in a professional way rather than like, I'm going to lose my house. you got to make me some money back, right? I need my money back. Um, so there, And that's a lot of the danger with friends and family type angels, right? If it's your your cousin or your aunt or something and they don't, they need the money back, the liquidity is an issue, right? Um, so I would think about that. Um, I guess another one might be that you didn't mention is the quality or the thoroughness of the due diligence. Uh, individual angel investor may or may not have an established process for evaluating companies, um, whereas a fund, at least in theory, should have some sort of process and a committee, uh, which might mean that they help you. It makes it harder to get through, but maybe also helps you get your house in order. Uh, I've worked with many entrepreneurs. I had lunch with one yesterday who uh, are, are doing really well kind of on the outside, but they haven't really put gotten their house all together in terms of all their documents signed and the contracts and intellectual property assignments and intellect and um, the fundraising notes and, and safes and, you know, everything signed. And, you know, that can be a problem later because you don't want to suddenly be at a Series B and there's turns out that you're an early contributor's never signed their intellectual property agreements, and you are now in trouble because they theoretically have a claim on the company, right? Um, so a, a due diligence, a better due diligence process might help you uh, nail some of that stuff down. And I don't know. Is, it, is this useful? Is this the kind of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's really interesting because you know I originally thought I, I went through a tech accelerator and I thought. You know, with our level of traction, where we are, we've got signed contracts, we've got some revenue coming in from those signed contracts. You know, we're 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 going to go out and get a safe note. Unfortunately, um, it happened exactly when um, you know there was an invasion in Europe and um, interest rates started going up, and then all the VCs really started pulling back. So yeah. it seemed like really possible type of um, safe note investment a few months ago. Now people are saying, nah, you know, we don't want to be safe. We want to do an evaluation. And I think, well, you know, I thought I was closer to a series A. Maybe I need to go back and do another seed round. Maybe I need to go and, and find, you know, three, four, five angel investors and put them together mm -hmm. in safe note rather than going to VCs because VCs seem to be really um, you know, holding close to their first strings right now. It's been a little harder than I thought it was going to be to get the next round of funding going. Um, you know, everyone wants a little more traction, a little lower valuation, yeah. um, just somewhere in the market. So I'm really kind of trying to figure out, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of angel groups, you know, on this, you know, finding individual angel investors is maybe a little easier than getting a VC to invest, but between the angels and C, it really seems like um, there's, there's, there are a lot of networks out there and you have some links and some other ones, but it's really kind of pegging down, um, you know, if they 
is the angel investment I'm looking for? So is it the seed round? And then who, you know, what's the right type of person that's going to invest in it? It's been really fun. And it's not completely different for every single company mm-hmm. um, in its space. But you're you're right about the timing. That's it's an unfortunate timing for you. I guess the, the it's not a silver lining, but a small piece of this is everybody gets it, right? I mean, if you have to go back, uh, take a step backwards, you know, it wouldn't be held against you like it might have been in 2018. Like, you know, why haven't you gotten farther now? Everybody's it's very clear what's happened. You know, COVID and then Ukraine and then you know stock market crashing. You know, this is these are things that everyone would recognize and I think hopefully not hold against you, right? Whereas if you had been done this in 2018 and you were going back, everybody sees that as a down round or you get a bridge round, which is actually means you're not doing very well, right? So that doesn't help you in your progress in your pocketbook, but um, I wouldn't feel uh, embarrassed by it. I mean, just, this is the world we live in, right? Nobody wanted that stupid invasion to happen, a terrible thing. Um, unfortunately, those are the cards you've been dealt, my friend. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I hope that's helpful. I'd also encourage you to, like you said, there are angel groups. Uh, That's our friend Sean. There are angel groups out there. Everybody, go go look around. There's uh, the Angel Capital Association, ACA, uh, has a list of uh, all kinds of angel groups, and there's probably one in your town or nearby or through your university or, or something, right? Um, and uh, angel groups often have more appetite than individual angels, right? Like I'm part of Tech Coast Angels. Uh, you can go to techcoastangels.com, and we're the largest um, group, uh, at least on the West Coast, uh, in um, Orange County, Los Angeles, um, uh, Inland Empire. There's several chapters, um, and we invest individually, but also we have a fund, um, and there's a lot of groups like that. Um, there's even something called the Angel Syndication Network, where if you get in with a group like ours and when we fund vote to fund your company, then we take you to the syndication network where it syndicates to other angel groups all over the country so it can double the amount of money that's raised for a successful pitch. Um, so I would look for uh, resources like that, all of you guys, um, because, uh, you know, if you can get through the screening process, it's better to hit 30 or 40 or 50 angels at once than one at a time, right? It's more efficient for you. And it um, also greatly increases the network that you have, people that can help you. So um, that's techcoastangels.com, if that's helpful. And, again, startupinvestorsdirectory.com is the uh, resource that we're building. And if you want to try beta testing that, the code is bronze beta 50 bronze beta 50 And I'll get you half off the $49 uh, beta testing price. Okay. So, uh, okay, so uh, Alan wanted to put this in the chat room. Okay, so if you are – if you'll be out of town on the third. Oh, I see. Okay, so I'm going to put this in the chat room. This is an event that's happening in New York City. There we go. Yeah, oh, I put his email in there too. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Alan. Okay, so if you're in New York City, this is an event on the 30th. It's a live pitch. I think it's at a comedy club. So this is New York City specific, but if you're not in New York City, I think that's the link. And either way, you can email Alan and learn more if you'd like. Okay, so... Let's see. I saw my friend Athena in the chat room and some other folks, and then we're going to talk to Luke, and we're going to talk about some patents. So let's see. Let me scroll up here. Um, Good places to research angels. Uh, I just talked about that, um, but uh, I didn't mention the startupinvestorsdirectory.com is the one that we're building. It doesn't have a ton of angels yet, though, mostly focused on um, early-stage venture firms. Um, But I would go to angellist, angellist, uh, angellist.com. 
because um, it's the list of angels <laughs> angellist.com um, let's see we talked to Avakalp and then uh, uh, Cameron will answer this one quickly uh, congratulations on your fine art uh, background do you have a chance as an interior design startup I'm sorry I don't know anything about that I'll just be honest with you um, this is you certainly do right it's up to you you're the entrepreneur make it happen it's, absolutely that's not what we talk about here we're talking about companies that raise venture capital money really and that's an interior design type company wouldn't be the, um, the typical profile for that um, let's see uh, oh and but I keep mentioning help each other out in the chat room guys I can't I'm not going to be able to get to all these today there's so many of you um, there's some uh, heard you only have one shot Athena, okay, so this is a good question. Luke, I really will get to you, sorry. But this is a great question. Athena is a friend here in Orange County. She asked if you, uh, with iterating your pitch deck, um, and this is kind of back to um, our friend from Mumbai's question, uh, how receptive will the investors be if we keep coming back? So here's the trick. They will be as receptive as they are, as strong as your relationship is and how you position it. So if if it's a you know pitch competition and you've you know trained for six months and now you're on the big stage and there's a panel of judges and you give the pitch and they don't like it well that was probably it right because that was the context in which you were pitching if you are trying to raise money and this is somebody you know or can know and get multiple bites at the apple because you have a relationship as a friend this is what we were talking about uh, a few minutes ago and you position it as, hey, can I have some advice? I'd like to show you this, you know, and it's really not very good yet, and I'd love your feedback. And then when they give you the feedback, you're like, well, I'd love to, you know, hopefully I can follow up with you and show you the next version, right? And and so it's a different, it's it's how you pitch the pitch, I guess you'd say, right? If you, if the expectation is, you know, Tuesday at 3 o'clock and Scott's showing up and here it is, you know, it's all done, bang, 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 you know, then you're only going to get one shot because they – you presented it as this is this is it right but I don't think that's the right idea for most seed stage or pre-seed projects the idea is hey I've got an idea that's going to change the world we're going to make a bunch of money at it but it's still early and could we get together I want to just kind of show you I've got it mostly together but you're an expert here's here's what I got this 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 you know what do you think you know and, and then you iterate and, and, and bring them into a relationship about it um, and it's hard to find people that will invest that kind of time, right? I, I don't have time to do that stuff. That's why I do these things. I try to help a lot of people at the same time. But, um, but if you can find people like that, you will get more, one, more than one bite at the apple if that's how you present it, right? And that's how you build the relationship. Okay. All right. So here we go. Now this is um, – here comes Luke. Uh, this is, he's been very patient. There he is. Hey, Luke. Can you hear us now? All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so let's uh, let's hear Luke's uh, question or story, and then we'll talk about some patents, and then we might be done. Um, it's all yours, Luke. So where, where are you uh, calling from today? Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, cool. In, in the left side of Missouri, uh -huh. if anybody knows this. Anyway, uh, yeah, I have a business business. I have Technology, I have the software and patents. And I don't remember exactly what I put in the question, but. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever is on your mind. Whatever, 
whatever the short version of the question and is. And the one that <laughs> not has not lose too much liquidity to or too much too much equity to the investors and stuff like that. And uh, well, part, partly uh, I have I have it where. It could be simplified, but it probably lose security in the in the implementation of it and everything. And I just feel kind of afraid of uh, having like investors go and say, "Well, we're just going to put everything on Linux and make it simple, and then have it where it gets hacked and destroyed and." It's kind of a health-related thing. Also, wanting to go and move to California. Maybe sounds nice. It's cold out here. Over here. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm I'm from Michigan originally. Uh, I understand. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, right. Even, even colder. Yeah, that's right. Well, when you wrote in, you talked about. It sounded like the most direct question was. Lose, you were worried about losing control of the company. Um, you said, uh, is it possible to not end up like Jack Dorsey with 4% of Twitter at the end of the day? Um, is, that, is that part of what you're asking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a valid question. Um, you know, the the control of a company is, is really hard to foresee because you can't foresee the funding, right? It's about dilution of bringing in outside investors. This is one of the reasons earlier I was talking about bootstrapping with um, Alex, I think it was. And um, if you can bootstrap, it's always better, right? Because then you're in the driver's seat. And if you want to, you need money later for growth, you can do it as loans instead of giving up equity. Um, but controlling big company is really hard. Um, my first company, I, I, I ended up with a decent share, but then we went out of business anyway, right? So it's hard to predict what's going to happen uh, up front. I think that people like Dorsey, you know, I don't know his personal background, but I'll tell you the the ideal of um, like the Mark Zuckerberg who controls things or the uh, Sergey and uh, Larry Page who control Google with these super shares and or even Bill Gates, you know, it's really not a fair comparison I mean, I don't know your background, Luke, but I'll talk to you and everybody else out there. I was, I'm from modest means, right? I didn't have, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg, he dropped out of Harvard, sure, but he went to Harvard, right? And his parents are doctors, like his dad's a dentist and his mom, I think, is a psychiatrist. Well, from my understanding, yeah. From my understanding, he also uh, kind of screwed over his partner. No, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that. Yeah. Over his partners and yeah. had him sign off the. Huge swaths of their ownership. Yeah, that could be, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is if you're a regular person, it's hard to set up that kind of super fancy structure, you know, because you need lawyers. You need expensive lawyers, like from the start. And as a founder, I, that's not what you want to be spending your money on is protecting, you know, building a castle around a company that hasn't even proven itself yet. It's, so I, I don't have a good answer for you, except that I think a lot of the examples, the media loves to talk about it because those guys are super rich and they have control. That's everybody's dream, right? But I think a lot of them started on second or third base. You know, when your parents are, or Bill Gates, you know, Bill Gates, his dad is a big lawyer. Like there's a firm called KLGK and L Gates. It's his dad, right? So he came in with like huge legal firepower <laughs> looking over his shoulder. Of course he did well, right? I mean, 
not that the company was going to do well, but in well, terms of mom control. Was on the board of IBM. Is that right? That's the reason why he got the IBM thing. Okay, see, I didn't even know that, right? So this is like, if you're a yeah. regular person like me, I'd be psyched to have four percent of Twitter. You know, I mean, I'd like, or rather, I'm forty. I'm with you, but, but geez, you know, it's, so it's, you got it's kind of like Instagram, right? You can't look at the the best version of everybody else's life and make you feel bad about your own. You, you got to kind of own your own life and do the best you can. And frankly, a lot of people make in Silicon Valley make their money not on the first startup but on the second or third or fourth. And um, that's true with me. I guess actually I hadn't thought about it until it came out of my mouth, but my first company pretty much bankrupted me. But it taught me what I was supposed to do, and it got me into the right circles, and then I started making money, and I now I make money by investing in other people, right? And so a lot of times it's quietly done, not by being, you know, Jeff Bezos, I, I built the world's biggest company, you know, or, or Elon Musk. Um, and those are – the money's still green, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful, but I, I, I hear where you're coming from. And uh, it's, uh, I guess I wouldn't worry too much about the control. Just if you can build something that makes a difference, uh, you do the best you can. And then hire really good lawyers. That, that's, that's what you got to do. So, I don't know. Is that, yeah. is that an answer? <laughs> oh, I hope that's yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, nice to meet you. Hope to see you again. Uh, stay warm there in Kansas City. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Okay, so, uh, all right, so I think we're getting near the end here. Um, don't have anybody new backstage at the moment. So let's talk through the chat room a little bit, and then we'll wrap up. So thanks, everybody, for being here, by the way. I'm Scott Fox. Um, I'm on the Startup Council, which is a volunteer community service group uh, designed to help you guys uh, improve the world, essentially. It's a, it's a stealth uh, charitable mission, I guess. Um, and... Um, I've been doing this kind of thing for a long time, and now I uh, volunteer to hold these office hours. Uh, if you can help me out, I'd appreciate it. Please click like and subscribe or invite your friends. Uh, sign up for our email list. Uh, we're going to get to some more, cat, some more questions here. I'm not done, but let me give you the uh, sign-up links again. Um, let's see, that's the liking and subscribing link. Where's the other one? Let's see. Uh, oh, we can connect over here if you want. Um, and... Please uh, follow the Startup Council once you get over there. Once you're on LinkedIn, if you do, um, then uh, search for Startup Council and please follow us. That looks like this. And here is there's the link I was looking for, the uh, newsletter. So if you want you want to get on the newsletter, and we are going to, growing our services. This Startup Investors Directory that I was talking about is only the first of several new services um, that are going to roll out um, designed by a founder for other early stage founders because I think that the needs of truly early stage founders are misunderstood and neglected. Um, there's just not enough support for the zero to one phase of, of life. And um, I'd like to help you guys do that uh, because well, I, it's, uh, it's self-interested. I think that um, I think that we can together, we can improve the world. <laughs> and I think we need to. Um, okay. So let's get to some of these uh Assuming you guys are still here, um, how many we got online still? Okay, a bunch. Good. Okay, so let's talk to some of those other ones I've been promising you. Um, let's talk about patents for a minute. There are a couple patent questions. Let me roll back up and see what um, what they were in the chat room here. Let's see. Uh, chat. Okay. So patents are an interesting area for sure, um, but they're complex. Let's see. Okay. Uh, Galaxia says, uh, 
I filed a provisional patent for the progenitor application with equity crowdfunding, 50,000. How do I do valuation and what number do I use for safe? Um, what, what equity crowdfunding to get 50? Okay. Um, okay, well, so like the, I, I don't have enough information there, but I just ballparkish. And this isn't, sorry, guys, this isn't a patent question. This is more of a fundraising question. We haven't talked about crowdfunding today, although Ralph early on mentioned that. Um, um, crowdfunding. So you want to raise 50 grand in crowdfunding. Um, there are a bunch of different platforms. Um, I work with uh, WeFunder, and actually I'm an investor in WeFunder and Start Engine, and I think another one too, but there's Republic and Seed Invest. Um, they have all kinds of tutorials about this stuff, so I, that's probably the shortest answer given that we're late in the show. Happy to talk more about that in a future show, um, but uh, go go look, see what they have. They will teach you uh, if you have a, a legit company. They want you to succeed, right? They get a percentage, <laughs> so they will try to help you if they can, uh, and I would go in, and look over there. And in fact, there are some links, those of you who are interested in crowdfunding, there are some links on scottfox.com that if you use like my referral link, it saves you the setup fees or something. Um, so that's a benefit if you want to do it. Um, I know there's one for WeFunder and Start Engine. There might be a third one, uh, but that will save you several thousand dollars, I think, at least last time I checked. If that's helpful at scottfox.com, um, you can use those links and that will lead you into the funnel where they offer the training and things like that as well. Okay, so I was looking for the um, patent thing. Okay, so A says, I have an idea for several mobile apps. Is it necessary to get a patent for those? Well, patents are never necessary. Um, pat people kind of reach for patents as a form of security, right? So you have an idea. Ideas are not protectable. What is protectable is a thing when it's reduced to practice, meaning it's like actually happening, not just my idea, but I here's how it would work to make the idea come to life. And that's what the patent office is looking at, is reviewing how it actually works. And um, so you don't need a patent to make the thing work, obviously. You know that, right? You can build an app, right? If you want to protect it, um, then, yeah, I guess you'd need an app. Uh, sorry, a patent. Uh, here's a couple of things, though. Patents are super cool and valuable. They're not forever, though. Um, I think they're for 17 years, something like that. Somebody in the chat room could probably correct me on that. Uh, and they're territory by territory. So you would get a U.S. patent, a U.K. patent, a China patent. Good luck with that, <laughs> um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but none of those protect you from someone else seeing the same idea and figuring out a different way to implement it, right? Like if my idea is to have... Um, whatever here, uh, a green water bottle, and I have this specific production process and I patent the way to make this thing green, well, there's no reason all of you watching can't figure out your own way to make something that pretty much looks just like this, but it has a different way of creating and getting to this result. That A patent won't stop that. Um, and then, of course, there's just flat-out people who will copy you anyway and not worry about it, like there's a lot of Chinese counterfeit goods and things like that, right? So patents aren't the answer to everything. Uh, and the short answer to your question is you should talk to a patent attorney because <laughs> um, this is not legal or professional advice. Um, it's, uh, it, patents are a specialized area, but that's kind of some of the background pros and cons. Um, another thought for you quickly is that a lot of people choose not to do patents. They, uh, instead, they use what's called a trade secret. 
And a trade secret is where you know how the thing is done and you just don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's a trade. It's literally a secret. Um, and uh, it's free. You just hide the ball and don't tell anybody. Because the problem is once you file a patent, that's published, right? It's published in the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office records, and other people can see how you're doing what you're doing. Your, your secret sauce is revealed. Um, so a lot of people will just hide it. Uh, literally as a secret and they only tell the, you know, the top people at the company that need to know. Um, so that might be another strategy for you. Okay. What else we got here? Um, let's see. Okay. We talked to Avacalp and we talked about Cameron's thing. Ali, what's the best way to network with investors post COVID? Um, Okay, and thank you, Avocalp, for helping uh, him or her, him it looks like, out with that link. Uh, the best way to network with investors post-COVID, good news, you're doing it right now. This is it, right? You get on Zoom calls. Uh, there are all kinds of pitch competitions and uh, webinars and um, meetups and things that are virtual these days. Uh, I would do that as much as you can. Try to target events that are relevant to your area. You know, if you're doing a crypto thing, then you don't go to an aerospace pitch. Uh, but even if you do, you might learn something, and you still might need investors that, you know, maybe they do crypto aerospace. I don't know. Anything's possible these days. Another organization I haven't mentioned that I always like to plug is One Million Cups. Those of you in the United States uh, may have heard of this. I don't think they're international. They might be by now. One Million Cups, their website is the number one MC. I think it's .com, 1MC.com. Anyway, anyway, it's called One Million Cups. You could Google it. Um, it's a program of the Ewing and Marion Kaufman Foundation out of Kansas City, and it's, it's simple. It's um, every Wednesday morning all across America and maybe other countries uh, at uh, 7 or 8 a.m., entrepreneurs meet for coffee. And uh, at least here near where I live, they meet at the local university, and they practice pitching each other and stuff like that. And it's a great place Maybe not to meet investors, although investors do go sometimes. I go to those occasionally. Uh, but you meet other entrepreneurs, and building your network um, of, uh, of fellow entrepreneurs is a good way to then compare notes about investors and meet investors too, right? So um, I think I would check that out and um, keep networking online, and then you follow up by email. That's how it works. Um, B Diamond, you started your real estate company a year ago, haven't created any revenue. Are there any investors willing to help me get it off the ground? Uh, great question. Uh, I don't know. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Sorry. That's a pretty general question. Uh, I don't have an answer for you there. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, thank you, Scott, for not gatekeeping this very valuable information. Ah, thank you, Ali. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Ali got it. So much of this stuff is, is it's gatekept. That's the modern word for it, right? It's hidden in this like clubby world of old white guys mostly, and they just think every either they don't want to share it, they're too busy, or they um, they don't they forget that the basics aren't addressed, right? It's like once you learn to speak another language, you just speak it. You forget that you had to learn the verbs and everything, right? And um, this stuff is valuable. I think it's valuable, and you guys all showed up again, so thank you. Again, please tell other people. I'm trying to get this stuff out into the world 
so that more people can participate. Uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to do, Ali. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, and please like and share <laughs> so other people get the idea. Uh, Gregory says, can you help me be an angel investor? Um, let's see. Uh, and Ali's going to help there. Cool. Nice, Ali. Sounds like you made a... Oh, okay. I misunderstood also, Ali. Uh, can you help me become an angel investor? Oh, you mean like you're not, but you want to... Oh, so sorry. There it says, all good. I'm looking for an investor to invest in the idea I have. So I can become an investor. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, you're in the right place. I mean, yes, I guess so. Uh, ask more specific questions next time uh, and come on camera and we can discuss them. That's the short answer. Um, but there are plenty of courses on being an angel investor these days if you want to explore that as a career opportunity. Um, but as you suggest, uh, it takes some capital. The good news is that... Um, the minimums have come down. You know, five years ago or certainly 10, you had to be an accredited investor and have several million dollars, at least a million dollars in net worth. I forget what it is, but you had to have some actual money, right? Um, and minimums on investments were probably fifty, twenty-five thousand dollars at a time. These days, you can get involved for sometimes only a hundred dollars, fifty dollars even, or certainly a thousand dollars. I would go and look at Angel List. Um, and at WeFunder and StartEngine and Republic and SeedInvest, all the crowdfunding platforms, you can get a lot of experience, just $100 at a time, uh, and learn your, you know, learn the rope and um, continue to, you know, participate there. So, okay. Um, what do you feel like is the best way to build a strong team? We got a lot of questions today. Um, let's see. Um, best way to build a strong team. Many of my coworkers, oh, you know what, I can, I always forget to do this. Here, let's do that. Hey, look at that. Aren't I clever? <laughs> okay. Now I can read it with you. What do you feel is the best way to build a strong team? Many of my coworkers and connections have an interest. They're still willing to let go of the higher paying tech roles in this country. Yeah. Um, I need to sign off here. I'm still here, but for our podcast listeners, it sounds like I only scheduled this for 90 minutes, and here we are 90 minutes. So thank you all for listening. We'll see you again next month. I'm Scott Fox, and we'll be back um, with Startup Office Hours again soon. Thanks for listening. Okay, that was just for our podcast listeners, guys. Still here doing um, the uh, live stream uh, video. So, um, yeah, they have an interest but are unwilling to let go. Well, you know, there's two kinds of people in the world, um, you know. Um, they're entrepreneurs, and then there's everybody else. And those of us who are entrepreneurs, well, 